This episode is sponsored by Audible. On this episode, we're going to be talking to Sam Smith and his wife, Gina. And Sam Smith is the author of the Green Ember series, one of our family's favorite. A fantastic series. And Joel Clarkson reads the audiobooks. And we have all of the Green Ember on audio. And they're getting played all the time in our house. They're some of our favorite memories. We just absolutely love the series. We've loved reading them together, but having them on Audible means that the kids can listen to them over and over again. And we can listen to them in the car, and it's just been great. So we wanted to let everyone know if they'd like to try a Green Ember audiobook or any audiobook for absolutely free, they can go to audibletrial.com slash sisters. Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kara. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am just, like, bursting. I'm so excited to share this episode. I have been so excited for this one. Yeah. Playing some of my friends on the sneak. You have? <laughs> so they're excited too. I'm like, don't tell anybody, but. I've, I've been hinting, but I'm really, I, I've been giving like really bad hints. Like we're going to talk to an author and he's like one of our favorite authors and he writes about, you know, rabbits with swords, but I'm not going to tell you who we're talking to, you know, like I can't keep a secret. I know I've texted <laughs> with the, with that rabbit and the sword emoji. <laughs> Bet you can't guess who I'm talking to. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what's awesome is we're talking to Sam Smith and Gina Smith. And Mm -hmm. Gina and Sam, Sam is the author of the Green Ember series of books. Gina and Sam have been married for 18 years. They have four kids. Um, Gina homeschools. And we're talking to them, you know, not just to Sam, the author, but to Sam and Gina, the couple. And asking them about what it looks like for them to have, you know, a dad that works from home. And we get questions so often about, you know, like, how can we make sure that we've got like a good flow happening at home and that everybody kind of knows what their part is in the day and, you know, those kinds of things. So it's just a really good conversation. I mean, I just I love them. I felt like the whole time I was thinking, these are some good homeschool couple goals. I know. <laughs> like I know. There's some good conversation. That Forget could... like Ryan Reynolds and wait, who's he married to? Blake Lively? I don't know. But you know, I mean, people are always like couple goals. I'm like, I, I just, no. the Smiths, man. I mean, because <laughs> what I love is that they're so respectful and kind to each other. And yet they talk about how it's not perfect. You know, I mean, they have things that they run into, challenges, conflicts, but they stick it out together and they have like this just really deep caring for each other that I just, I admire a lot. I think they're just really cool people. So, and they're so authentic. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, should we, uh, share our conversation? I can't wait. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Hi, Gina and Sam. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Welcome, yeah, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. We are so happy to have you we joining so us excited. today. We are delighted to be with you. Thanks for inviting us. 
Can you start out by telling us a little bit about yourselves and your family and your work and what you do and all that kind of good stuff? I'm being pointed at. That's me. Um, <laughs> our family, I'm Sam and it's my wife, Gina, and we have four kids. And I forgot the rest of the question. Something about our life, <laughs> favorite color, what uh, we want to be when we grow up. Mm. Oh, we met in college, although we knew of each other in high school. We went to rival high schools. So, um, but we met in college and became buddies, friends, you know. Yeah. Uh, in other words, uh, it, I wore her down over several <laughs> years. <laughs> Did you get married right after college? Or in college? Yeah, our junior at the end of our junior year, we got married. Yeah, okay. Gina was uh, Gina walked that uh, that particular aisle, uh, very pregnant. The uh, the graduation aisle, she was right. You were pregnant with Anne? No, no, that, that was must have been a different life. No. Well, that was my secret family. Uh, we same college, same graduation, but no, uh, really, I thought I thought I'm pretty sure you were married. We were married. Okay. Yes. Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah. That was a different graduation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, uh, yeah, we, we got married like toward the end of our college careers and we kind of finished up and you finished up before me and then it took me a little bit longer. I, I yeah. squeezed uh, four years of college into about seven years. So. Yes. And then you decided to go back and get your master's. Yeah. So. Yeah. I bet I was in school most of the time I, and I was, yeah, I still feel pretty uneducated. <laughs> <laughs> what What did you get a master's in? Is it in writing? No, no, no. Um, I've never taken a class on writing in my life, um, and it shows. Uh, no, uh, I um, my master's, my undergrad, both of our undergrads were in Bible theology. Um, Gina's with a concentration in. Counseling, family counseling, which is which has helped her a lot to deal with me. Um, <laughs> mine was in uh, missions, which has helped me to try to you know be a good influence on her. Uh, and then my master's is in social work. Okay, That's so cool! And you've never taken a writing course. That's amazing. Not really. I took a went to a workshop, a two day workshop with Orson Scott Card, like. 20 years ago or something yeah. and yeah. just the I, usual like english comp and yeah stuff like that. yeah the but. usual stuff yeah n nothing yeah i've never yeah i've never taken any like i don't have an mfa or anything like that so you guys have four kids and gina you are would you call yourself the primary homeschool parent yes okay i would say that <laughs> <laughs> uh yes i'm the primary homeschooling parent until say about nine p.m. and then it, <laughs> and then I kind of start to shut down. So if the kids have any, um, you know, philosophical questions or <laughs> you know, so from like seven a.m. to nine p.m. she's on, and then like for the one minute before they go to bed, <laughs> I'm like, ask your dad. Uh, I'm done here. I just step in heroically at that point <laughs> and just take that last minute. You know. Kids often come out with some doozies right before bed, though. Oh, they do. They do. But they also, like, so I think some of our sweetest times of, like, conversation with the kids are at night. I don't know if it's them manipulating us so they don't have to go to bed or they're – but I think kids do kind of start to loosen up and mm – -hmm. um, 
open up yeah. in the evenings. And so we have had some really good talks. Yeah, ten, like tender. They're, they seem to be tender and inquisitive. And I don't know if it's like this pri- sort of a primeval, you know, humans for almost in the entirety of our history have been terrified of darkness. <laughs> you know, we, we read a lot of like, there's a lot of prayers in like the Book of Common Prayer that talk about like the, the fears of the night and stuff. And it's like, it's less potent today because we have so much light and electricity and it's so, so much easier to banish sort of that. But it's, that's been a scary time. And anyway, so I think people feel sort of naturally vulnerable in the night and, um, and it does lead to some kind of cool, some cool moments. For sure. But Gina is the primary, secondary, and tertiary uh, <laughs> homeschooler. <laughs> she, she, does, she does a lot. She does great. She's, she's on top of it. You know what I, I love about that, though, is that you said like around nine o'clock, you kind of shut down. And Kate and I have talked about that, too, where like, you know, you are, you're with the kids all day. And there comes a time when it's like a switch sort of flips and you're like, okay, I need to be done now. I love you desperately, but I need to be done now. So I think that there's probably a lot of moms out there that are are hearing that and going, oh, okay, good. That's normal. (laughs) My brain starts to decline at four and then come seven. It's like, nope. (laughs) Well, and I think that's why I value Sam kind of stepping in at that point, because some of those conversations that you have in, in the evenings are important, like Mm -hmm. the most important. And, you know, at that point I've used up all my brain cells and (laughs) for the day and, and I need, I feel like I need him to step in and, you know, be the voice of reason and, um, thoughtfulness. I love that we're giving people the genuine impression that I have nothing to do with our family until (laughs) nine o'clock at night. I think that's my favorite part. People, people are going like, man, I thought a lot. I think Not our kind of family, guy, just but, their education. Uh, boy. <laughs> well, well, that brings me to my next question, which was going to be how I, you're the primary homeschool parent, but how do you include Sam throughout the day? Well, I mean, he's really good at folding laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So no, I mean like in school, including him yeah. in during the day. You know, I think do we we probably have some kind of you know so for, so for years I worked um, like a traditional job. You know, I was gone um, during the day most of the time, and and so we that was sort of the pattern that that we had when we when we, we started homeschooling. That's like this is Gina's work. Gina's super smart, talented, educated beautiful, articulate. She could do anything. Like I've always thought, I mean, she was always really bright. She was always a person in the plays and an athlete and in high school and college and capable of anything that she's always wanted to be like uh, a homemaker. Like that's, she's, she's wanted to make, you know, our, our home beautiful and to like do this most important work of like raising kids. And so, so we, we, so we have that sort of pattern from, from back then that she was like, she was owning the homeschool thing she was going for. And I I think I've been supportive and Mm -hmm. on the team and ready to pitch in and ready to help on a project or ready to help on things. But I don't have like a, an assigned like, okay, now it's time for daddy to come in and teach history. Like, I feel like we, I feel like we talk about, I feel like I, I'm so interested in, 
history and theology and sports and, um, you know, the arts and things. So I feel like we have conversations that are educational, like constantly. Yeah. Um, and there's a supplemental stuff to what you're doing. Like, uh, like, Oh, you know, he's learning about Archimedes. Can we, you know, what's a good source or something, but, yeah. I, but I don't have a full time, like I'm slotting in here at 10 o'clock every day. Right. I think maybe we, uh, our schedule allows us to make room for him to come in and out whenever. I mean, not always. Sometimes I'm like, don't, you know, nobody wants to go for a walk with you right now. We're doing math or, you know, but, or, or they do. Or yeah. Throw football or something. <laughs> but having, making um, the space for him to come in and look at what we're doing and, and add to it, uh, I think is something that we're pretty intentional about. Okay, so first of all, I have to say, I love how you two talk about each other. <laughs> I do too. You're, you're, you're just so sweet to each other, and it just makes me smile. Um, so it's funny, though, what you brought up is something that we get, a, we get a question about this a lot, about dads who work from home, where the mom is trying to very kindly say, of course, she loves her husband, she loves he's around and everything else, but sometimes... She's got a certain plan for the day, and then Dad comes in and is like, "Hey, who wants to go to Home Depot?" And it sort of derails things. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually a question we get a lot. So, you guys have sort of worked out this rhythm. It sounds like where you've you've figured out how to um, interact as a family, but maybe keep homeschooling its own piece a little bit. Is that safe to say? Mm -hmm. I think so. I mean, I think that was a, a major concern for me before he made this career change. You're going to be around much more? Like all the time? <laughs> no, but I did because um, when he was working his other job and maybe he would have the day off or come home a half a day, it felt like everything just fell apart Yes. In a good way. I get like the kids are happy, but it just felt like, well, you know, school's done. We, we're not getting anything else today. Not yeah. not that it was his fault, but it just is disruptive. Yeah. And routines be. are so. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I've had to learn to I am learning um, to be like respectful of her routine and, and her time. Cause, and it's not that hard when I open my eyes and kind of pay attention because I, she's doing so much and she's, she works very, very hard. Like she's a, we are like really different kinds of people in a lot of ways. You're super lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I am more of that personality type of like, uh, like a uh, big picture and like vision and uh, big dreams. And, and so like, yeah, uh, I've, I've learned more and more, um, particularly actually in my vocation, a lot about discipline and a lot about, you know, get, getting in routines and things. So she, you know, she's got so much to do that, that the routine is like survival, which I don't have to tell you guys about, I'm sure. Um, but so I just, I want to respect like her vocation and what she's doing. So I'm trying, I am trying to do better about not interfering about trying to be respect, respectful about like the kind of the ship she's running. Yeah, but it's not, pretty easy. I mean, he'll just now, you know, instead of just coming in, just barging in and interrupting everything, no, he'll send a text like, do you think any of the kids want to go for a walk in 15 minutes? Or, you know, that's so simple, but it's so helpful. And I w want him to be a part. I want the kids to see him around and to 
be with him. So I try to make that happen. If we can, at least a couple of the kids, honestly, it's helpful to get some of them yeah, you know, sometimes you're busy like, with uh, something else for a little while. So yeah, can you take this one? <laughs> Could you please take a kid to Home Depot? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It sounds like a lot of that is just really that, Sam, you respect what Jean is doing. I mean, that sounds simple, but I I think that that might be a little bit of if like, okay, all of a sudden dad's been working full time. He comes home and he sees mom and kids gathered around the table and they're, you know, like putting together a macaroni something art project or whatever. And he comes in and he's like, well, that doesn't seem like that big of a deal, you know, um, you know, it's it's just kind of about like, hey, you know, mom planned this out for today for whatever reason. I bet she I bet she has a plan there. You know, I bet there's a reason she's doing that. And just kind of, you know, just respecting that it's like it's a real thing. It's a real yeah. vocation. It is. I think that's super important. And that's that doesn't that's not a um, you know, there are things that are like. Uh, sins or selfishness or like, uh, you know, ways of living that are like harder or difficult for people with different personalities. I think that's not a difficult one for me. I'm not naturally tempted to be like uh, condescending or like to look down because I actually, I love that whole world. Like I, I respect it because, well, you know, even some of the travel stuff I've I've kind of seen a little bit here and there. And I just think what Gina does is so great. And she's like learning so much. She's like, she's always getting after it. And so I, and so when I see that what they're doing, I'm only, I feel more like gratitude and kind of all like, Oh man, this is so good. And you know, yesterday I was, Ann was, we were asking, Gina was asking me some kind of question about a project that Ann was working on, her oldest daughter. And I started to sort of like do what I do, which is answer questions and kind of talk too long or whatever. And it was funny, like I was explaining this thing to her and she like said, like, yeah, that's kind of like, yeah, my, my, uh, our curriculum or something is saying that and it was, she was basically like parroting like the same thing. Like, that's what we've been learning. I was like, that is just so cool. Like I, it was so different that the, 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 the idea that I was sharing was so like, um, foreign to what I, what I learned, but it was really fundamental to what they did. So anyway, I just, I just say it to say that I'm kind of in awe of what they're doing and what Gina is doing. And so I, it's, and, and I love ideas and I love literature and I love like they're, you know, I'll come in and catch them reciting funny poetry or, you know, that kind of stuff. Or, or, or I always wanted to learn Latin and they're, they're learning Latin and, and they're, you know, she's reading aloud to them and they're, and they're praying and, and they're, so all that kind of stuff is just like stuff that I love. So it's not, that's not a temptation to me to look down on it at all. I have like tremendous respect. And just like, we've always, like we are a traditional family in this sense too, that we've like, that we don't have like, we have different callings, but we but we're like, we're together. So there's no like, um, I'm earning money. So that makes different, you know, like we're, it's all, everything's ours. Mm-hmm. So we're all together. Like my vocation is related to her too. And she's pitches in on mine too. And I pitch on hers, but we're not like uh, at odds. We're not like two strong individuals who are like negotiating how to live life. It's more like poetry, you know, it's, it's, we're together and it's, and we're, we're and there are going to be different strengths and weaknesses, but we don't, we don't lose ourselves, but we're, but we are like a, I don't know, a unit. Is that, does that make sense? Like, sure. It's not like, comp, it's not competitive. I don't feel competitive. I feel like, wow, this is awesome. This is like, this is what we're doing, even though Jean is doing most of it. I love that. Along those lines, we get a lot of reader questions from moms who would really, really love to homeschool, but they struggle with the fact that dad is not entirely on board. So I'm wondering what advice you would give those moms and those dads 
maybe you might want to figure out why he's not on board. Like ask some questions, some tough questions of each other. You know, we see ourselves in a certain light and the people we live with see us too. And they might see like weaknesses or, or things that they worry that we would struggle with. Or, you know, maybe a dad would be scared that, you know, his wife might lose herself or, you know, or they're going to lose a connection or, or they're going to, yeah. something's going to be lost. And there probably are legitimate concerns and maybe some of them can mm-hmm. be addressed just mm-hmm. by communicating and figuring out, well, let's just get to the bottom of this. You know, what's good about it? What would be good about it? What would not be good? What would, what would be some struggles we would have? And are there ways to, that we can tackle those so that we can try this? or maybe decide to do it for a short period of time, give it, you know, although I feel like homeschooling is a long, yeah, it's a long haul. And sometimes I've been doing it for how many years now, like 10 or so. And I'm only just now feeling like confident and like I understand why certain things work or. Mm -hmm. But you're, you're not saying like, you're saying it might not be the, the, the most natural thing is to think, Oh, this is, he is an obstacle and his concerns are stupid <laughs> right. to get around him. How do I trick him into seeing that I'm mm-hmm. brilliant? You're saying actually, he might actually have something worth listening to because he mm-hmm. hopefully loves you and he actually might be concerned. Yeah. His work. Cause that wasn't my initial reaction. My initial reaction was like, well, how can we figure out how to, how to get him on her get side? Him on board? <laughs> but, but that, that's really what you're saying. Well, we, I don't think we've ever, like I wasn't homeschooled and I didn't ever picture myself being a homeschool, a mom who homeschools. So well, it was the opposite because I, I you, thought it was a good idea. Right. And I thought, yes. and I wanted to explore it. But I think we both wouldn't necessarily be in the camp. Like this is the only way to educate yeah. your kid. Like I don't think homeschooling is for everyone. I think some people should put their kids in school and, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. There, there, there are different places that have different kinds of options that even would be like, Oh, well we would consider that if that was an option in our community. But yeah. Right. So, so we're not like homeschool. Purist, is that okay to say on your podcast? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I just, I love how, how you articulated that, that it could be a genuine concern out of love for your wife that is holding a husband, you know, but, but we might see it as, oh, he doubts me or he doesn't think I can handle it or he doesn't think I can manage it. And instead he's saying, you know, I love her and I don't want her to take too much on herself. I don't want her to be stressed all the time. I don't want her to have this weight of responsibility. I mean, so yeah, really getting like into a real conversation that's going to be a little scary and vulnerable, but I mean, bringing up those those base reasons down beneath a lot of other layers of stuff that sometimes we have in relationships. I think that's that's a really good a very, yeah. This is a time theoretical man we're we're building here. He sounds he sounds great. This, this, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty I dreamy. Yeah, like I mean, I, <laughs> he sounds. I would I would like to meet him. He's probably just a huge big jerk, and he. Needs to be, <laughs> With the program, but, uh, but a very thoughtful way. Of, uh, he just doesn't uh, want all pellets on his table and glitter everywhere. He's like, no. Yeah. What is this? And really? Like, can you blame him?
So we've, you know, we've talked about how like respect, I think is just a big part of it. And like taking what, you know, if mom's the primary homeschooler, um, taking what she does seriously. So again, assuming that it's mom, who's the primary homeschooler, are there some ways that you've found that Sam can be supportive or are there ways, Gina, that you just feel really supported by him? Cause sometimes, you know, like I feel really supported when I can text my husband and be like, I need you to pick up X, Y, and Z at the store on the way home. And he's like, no problem, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. it's different things. So I guess kind of like what makes you or helps you to feel supported in what you're doing. And then Sam, what you try to do. Yeah. Well, I did mention laundry before, right? <laughs> That's a huge mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Well, you know, homeschooling is just a big undertaking and you know, I, I think everybody can recognize that a mom who homeschools is working two jobs, you know, she uh, still, you know, taking care of meals and housekeeping and, um, and then you add education in there too. So, so I do feel like, um, Sam has grown a lot in, uh, you know, the 18 years that we've been married in, um, recognizing what stresses me out, saying like seeing, Oh, there's three baskets of laundry in there. I, you know, she's, and she's, cause I'm not someone who puts things off necessarily. <laughs> so I'll get to it eventually. But if you get to it first, I'll love you forever. You know, yep. <laughs> you're my hero. Um, so, but yeah. And even having him at home, just even to run a kid to a piano lesson or to soccer practice, and we can kind of um, juggle those things. I, that, that's a huge support. Uh, I'll, I'll just say like, yeah, the growing thing is I think I'm way, way, way better than I was, but I, I still feel like, well, I mean, just so that, yeah, I don't want to, we don't have to get into the rosy details, the rosy, the rosy details. We don't have to get into the, into the, all the, the details of it, but yeah, we still have conflict about this stuff. Well, so, I was, I wanted to say that, like, yeah. I don't want to paint this picture that we have this perfect relationship and that we get along all the time and we don't ever disagree on things. I do feel supported. We do have conflict Yeah. and we try to face it head on. Yeah. And, and I think that the, the, it's, that's a learning process too. So, I, so I feel like I don't, I, I think it just depends on what you're comparing yourself to, you know, I think compared to a lot of men, I would be very supportive and, and very encouraging and, and jump in maybe, but, but uh, I still think I fall short and I still think I want to do better at, at supporting her and listening to her and paying attention. I think I'm, and for a lot of guys, you know, it's, maybe it's true. Maybe it's just some kind of dumb excuse to be lazy, but like a lot of times it is just seeing. So it's not necessarily like the intent of the heart is I'm just going to walk through this filthy kitchen, set my dish down and just leave because I hate my wife or because I hate the world. It's, it's sometimes it's just, it's just not thinking about that. And so for me, it's been about seeing, oh, I, I see what you're going through and I see your struggle and I see, and how can I help you? Because, because the theory is the same, like the theory, the big picture is I love Gina and I want to support her, but it's just a matter of like, well, there's a theoretical and then there's a practical. And so, and really even sort of, even as a Christian, like sort of like the call for me to like lay down my life, like uh, to say like that my life and my own sort of glory or my own whatever is not like the biggest thing in the world, the most my ambition or whatever, my own greatness or, you know, I love 
what Jesus says about like who wants to be the greatest, I do want to be the greatest. And he says, well, how do you do that? Is you're the servant of all. So how do you lay down your life? How do you lay down your life for, for others? And and you, it's easy to go to a conference and talk about that in a big way or like people to see you say correct words. But like that, the rubber, you know, Meets the road, hits the road. Rubber. When the rubber meets the road. Rubber, the rubber does something with the road, and, <laughs> something happens and there. there's rubber involved, and there's a road, and, uh, and but that's at home, you know. It's like that's where it happens. That's where you reveal who you really are. And so, when what I find myself is, I'm not, that, I'm not always that great, <laughs> you know. But but I am learning, and I, and a part of it's just obedience. It's obedience to sort of my calling, sort of as a Christian. But it's also I want to be, I want to be faithful to my vows to Gina, and I want to love her and support her. And be like, that's who I want to become. So I think it's becoming. It's not who I am all the time, but it's who I'm becoming, I hope. One thing that's been helpful for us, and I don't think we do it as often as we need to or would like to, but just um, for me to have the opportunity to step out and let him take over, like, you know, walk a mile in these shoes, I feel like every time we do that and I'm gone for a weekend or, you know, several hours, he, that helps him see mm-hmm. what all I do uh, and what all needs to be done and why I might be stressed out about, you know, this or that because mm-hmm. because it's a lot to juggle. And I feel like every time we do that, you, <laughs> I come back and he's like, I can't believe how much you, you know, or this. Yeah. So I feel like that is a really helpful well, Both sides thing. of that, like you being able yeah. to get away for one and then also having that experience of empathy <laughs> to say I you know, it helps you respect uh, more, gives gives more uh, clarity and focus to sort of that. Because again, you have I have the theoretical respect <laughs> and love and everything, but it's that's different than saying like, oh, I know how hard this is. Because I think, and that's what to me, I feel the same way. Like um, in my work, and I feel like I want to be understood, and I want to be mm-hmm. appreciated mm-hmm. and understood. Even as a writer, it's hard to because you know you could just you don't come you don't come home and say like you know I closed ten sales and that means you know, I sold five cars or something, and that means we get a $500 bonus or something. It's not clear like that. It's very nebulous, and it's you might have spent a lot of time, which was like very, very hard work, but it's you can't show anything. <laughs> right. And so, and to be appreciated, to be understood, is such a gift. And I think sometimes that's hard for for homeschool moms too, maybe homeschool dads too, but to just to be able to be understood that this is valuable. That I did something, and it mattered. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. There was a whole lot there and it was all there good. There was so much there and it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how I love all of the empathy and the putting yourself in each other's shoes during the ordinary moments, not just the extraordinary and, you know, doing the laundry or doing the dishes is huge. You're it's, and also seeing the growth that I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm better than I was yesterday, but this is where I'd like to see myself. And I feel like all of homeschool is growth. Like, you know, it's kind of a slow journey where you're just kind of trusting in the process. And I thought that was great. Yeah. Well, that's good to remind like dads, because I think it can be so discouraging to just say like, well, you don't do this or for, for a mom listening and saying like, well, my husband doesn't do, but like, yeah, men are stupid. Like, yeah, we are like, <laughs> like help. We, need to, we need to slow. I think it's, I think it's important for women to be able to, to, for moms, for if you're in this kind of, which it seems like the usual situation, to, to be able to say like, you know, to be able to express 
your concerns. Because I think if there is a man who does love you, then he's he. I think he wants to hear that. And I think I know there are always ways of being, uh, but I think sometimes we're we're we're. It's more angry when you when you when you're um, passive about it. Yeah. You know, passive aggressive mm-hmm. is worse. And I think if you're open to communicate, I and it always takes humility to do that. I have a problem. Like I need. I am, I am not, I am not Wonder Woman and I can't do everything like to be able to say that in a genuine way. Like, but I, I, but I would just say, I would encourage women to be vulnerable in that way for your husbands to say, so to to invite them, to invite the empathy, invite the journey. And, and to be intentional about it. Like, don't address it inside of the conflict or in the moment, like (laughs) wait till you're not angry or you're not discouraged or you're not stressed out, you know, drop down a note, say, we need to talk about this. <laughs> this is how I felt when, you know, a week ago this happened and let's see if we can do it differently the next time. And um, yeah, that was a very kind way to, it's probably easy just to, just to lash out and say like, I'm, you don't understand me or, you know, you don't appreciate, it, but to, but to invite that understanding in a, in a, like a romantic way, even like as far as a, this is a, it's a romance. It's not a, facts cold hard facts it's a, it's a it's a story you're inviting someone into and, and i think that's really important to engage that that sort of empathy yeah yeah and i wanted to ask you gina have you always been able to step away for a period of time or is that something that has happened as your kids have gotten older because i know for a lot of us when our kids are tiny we just feel like if we leave you know, it's all going to come apart and right. that might not necessarily be true at all, but that's but how we feel. So we're scared to go. So is that something that took a little time for you to be able to just kind of be like, all right, he's got this. I can yeah, go. I think so I think it definitely has gotten easier since the kids, all of them are pretty self-sufficient. And, um, I do remember times when you would say, Oh, why don't you go out and do this or that? And I, I don't know if I said it at the time. I, I think I eventually did say, like, I don't want to go out if I'm going to come home to a disaster. Like, that's not that defeats the purpose. I So I'd rather stay home than go out and come home and have everything be in a tumult. So um, what happens when you do go out? <laughs> what happens when I do go out <laughs> is they have come to to recognize that. And so oftentimes, not always, and I don't want to put the pressure on, like I'll come home and everything's done. The house is clean. They've worked hard to make it nice for me to come home to. Um, and so, but I don't know that we, we've, we try to give me a, a night off a week. That doesn't happen every week, but we, we try. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. have to be this. I think, well, what I hope is true <laughs> is that, you are allowed to take that. You know what I mean? That you're, yeah. that you're, that you are empowered to say like, I need that. Like you did that last week. You're like, I need to go. Yeah. So that's like, because we've said it, we really, I need to be more intentional about like making that happen. Yeah. But you, I think you can take that when you need to. Oh, and definitely. And we try to, obviously when he's traveling, I'm on for, you know, weeks at a time. So there are, you know, once a year I go on a trip with my dad, just me and my dad for a weekend. We go do something special. I have a a really good friend that we've been friends since high school and we have a weekend that we try to do together. So 
you know, I, I know there's always something, you know, to, <laughs> to look forward to, you know, a little bit of time off and we try, but what we're realistic. Yeah. To. Yeah, she just work really, really hard for 363 days of the year. Those two days. <laughs> I think that's true though is all you can do is try and all you can do is mm-hmm. communicate um, I used to think that my husband had like a crystal ball that he could just tell when I was stressed out and so he should be able to realize before I get to the point where I'm like you know crying and hiding behind the refrigerator eating chocolate you know <laughs> but he didn't he really didn't and so you know just being able to say like hey listen I am so stressed out. I need a night where I can get away, where I can go do something or whatever. But again, I think that's something that, well, you guys married kind of, kind of youngish. I married kind of youngish. Um, and Kate, you've been with your husband for a while. It's like, don't mm-hmm. you think that kind of comes over time too, where yeah. you just, you, it's just about learning about each other and growing together. Like you said, I think. And, and growing yourself too, just realizing coming into yourself, I think, as you get older and a little more mature and you have more perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, the, and the truth is too, that men, there are things that men are vulnerable about too. So those conversations that are like, I am in trouble in this way and I need help or whatever, like he'll have things like that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. it's a two way street. And so it's, I think it's good for one person to be brave and, and start the I'm vulnerable in this way conversation. <laughs> We did an episode last year or the year before on um, when dads work a lot and ways to survive those busy seasons when, you know, either your husband is working all the time or is traveling. And I'm just wondering what helps you when you are on 24-7 for X many days? Where do you find your peace amid the day-to-day? Well, well it's really hard. For- oh, you're talking to her. <laughs> Uh, so get you some paper plates and feel okay about using them I Uh, love that but really when you know it's coming you can prepare for it and I do things like make sure we have lots of cereal so you know we do scrambled eggs for dinner things that I wouldn't do when he's here because I feel like we're, we need to be together and do normal things. He doesn't really like scrambled eggs, you know, but <laughs> just things that will make your life easier. Just be okay with doing that. We don't have to take on every cause and we don't have to save every tree on the planet. And so if you you know, need to have some paper plates to not have some extra work to do or whatever, go for it. You know, eat the frozen chicken nuggets. No one will die. <laughs> it's okay. And you're a planner, like you. I do plan, you and plan then when I, you're going to be gone for us, you plan when. Yeah, you, you're. I am a planner, and I, I we try to do fun things too when he goes, like to counter the sadness of having daddy leaving, you know, we'll rent a movie, we'll get pizza, we'll do, you know, we'll bake cookies, do something fun. So, but I mean, it is. I, you do just have to mentally prepare to be the one that is in charge fully and on duty for that time. So it, I think it requires some, um, I mean, 
more sacrifice than normal? I, I don't know. For, for us, it's not like it's not like I have a job where I am like like some kind of high powered job where I'm always gone and I'm always right. working. It's not like that. It's more seasons, so it's a different rhythm for for. It's not like we're in a season right. where I'm working for the next five or ten years nonstop all the time and you're just totally but it's like oh he's going to be gone in california for two weeks and so mm-hmm. when he gets back you know there, there's an end there's an end, there's an end in sight yeah. yeah and i just come back and i'm immediately so extremely helpful yeah because i'm yeah. fresh <laughs> and i'm happy i love <laughs> on the road so much that when i get home i'm just a barrel full of flowers and sunshine <laughs> And I just break it open on the family, and we just rejoice and dance and have empathy for each other. It's so good. All of those things. You're, you're not an introvert that needs to recharge at all, right? Like, no. I, no. I definitely won't come home and crash and then sick and worthless for a week or more. That's definitely not what happens. No, no. Me either. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, let's let's talk about that a little bit because you travel to um, homeschool conventions, you travel to schools, you travel to speaking engagements all over the place to talk about your books, and you have a brand new book. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. This is our sixth book, I think, and so this one is a sequel to the second book that we published called The Black Star of Kingston. This one's called The Wreck and Rise of Wits and Mariner. Um, because I want to make things complicated for people trying to read that title aloud. Um, yeah, uh, it's I'm excited about it. I, I love it. It's a, just a, it's a short book. It's another little little short book, but it's it sort of um, keeps the it keeps opening up the world and the history of the sort of the Green Ember series in a way that I think is inviting to readers, and it'll 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 sort of deepen the keeping the mystery a little bit and, and move things forward. And plus it's got a lot of fighting and swords and bows and arrows and <laughs> stuff like that. So, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, uh, I'm thrilled. It'll be out before Christmas. Okay. How can everyone get it? Is there a pre-order going on now? Did I see? Yeah, there is. Um, yeah, you can, you can pre-order it at sdsmith.net slash store is one way. And it'll be at Amazon. I think actually, I think you can pre-order on Amazon now. Um, so yeah, those those two ways are are the most helpful. Okay, yeah, and we can link to that over at the show notes so everybody can find it. And um, do you know yet your schedule for 2019? Where you'll be this year meeting kids and families? I don't. I I know. Well, I know a lot of it, but I don't know. I'm trying not to travel quite as much. I, I love to travel, and I love. I, I, like you said, I love to meet the kids. That's such a. That's such a privilege and an honor and I, I hate to miss out on that at all but I'm, I'm trying to be home more uh, I need to do more writing and um so the kids won't won't kill me when I'm seeing me uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so so yeah so I don't know it won't be as much travel but if, if if someone wants to know what's going on with my travel they can go to sdsmith.net slash events maybe yeah that sounds good events okay It is um, nice to have like to get to to have 18 years in, and to have 10 years of homeschooling in, and to to have something built. You know, yeah. the, the the thing isn't done, but it's like it's coming together. You know, it's it's a 
you can see the shape of the house, you know, you can see the shape of what we're building and it's like, and it's not all bad. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And I'm grateful for mm-hmm. the gift of, you know, I don't, yeah, Gina, I mean, I would never, people don't, you know, stand in line to get Gina's autograph. Um, but, but like no one would hear about me or my stories if it wasn't for Gina. Like that's, there is just no way. Like she's so solid and faithful and, um, provides me so much, uh, like liberty to be able to explore this. I mean, it's a weird life to, to travel and to, to devote so much time to these imaginary creatures and, and to, it's like a weird thing. Like a lot of people, a lot of spouses of writers like don't have tolerance for it. And that like kind of makes sense in a way. So I just, yeah, I'm really grateful for, for how like her work with our kids. Like we kind of have high standards for our kids, not as far as like we want them to get into Harvard, but we do like, we want them to be like virtuous and, and um, have tools and, and, and follow God and to be like, to learn stuff, not be stupid and be respectful of each other. We, we have uh, we have some like we want to we want to like get after it on that, and I want that too. But like, so I couldn't. I don't know. She just does that so well that it's. That I feel really grateful that she's. I don't know that we're that we're. It's like the right the right team. You know, it feels. I feel really grateful for having a team like that can do. Like I would never be able to do what I could do if she wasn't like. I don't know, in, the yeah. home, in the home together. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. I think a lot of times, things that have this like long end that's not in sight right now it's really hard to sort of stop in the midst of it like homeschooling or like you know our our careers or what we want to do it feels like there's always more to do and just the to-do list of the basics of just like you said laundry and dishes and you know those things and you know raising people and it is it's hard sometimes to stop and just think like okay yeah we're we're doing okay and we're doing okay because of each other and because of this commitment that we have to our family. So I love that. Yeah, you, saw, you said that yesterday to me when we were fighting. We don't need to be, we're, we're okay. We're, we're all right. It was good. Yeah, you're, you're so right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we really were fighting yesterday. So. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I think it's good for people to know that, you know, it isn't always perfect, but that um, it doesn't have to be. It just has to be like you love each other and and you're on each other's team and there's going to be hard stuff in there. I mean, I had to move a dresser with my husband yesterday. I don't know how we're still (laughs) moving furniture. Yeah. How we spent the night in the same house, but it, you know, it's all good. So okay, you have to go upstairs around corners. Yeah. 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 (laughs) All right. The test right there. (laughs) Yes. The test of a marriage. If you can move furniture together. Gina, do you have something that is bringing you joy right now? I do. I turn to music a lot. Like, I love to have music on and they have certain, you know, genres that I like for certain moods that I'm in. But I um, have 
had on constant rotation. I think that there is a new album. It's either out or coming out this week, but I, I supported it through a Kickstarter campaign. So it's um, from JJ Heller. It's a lullabies al- album, which, but it's just full of great covers. Like she does, um, the song at the end of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, when he says, like, I'll be back when the day is through. Yeah. Anyway, it, there's there's some Beatles songs and um, Jack Johnson, but it's all just really well done and beautiful. And so, yeah, we've been listening to to music. J.J. Heller. It's Did I say it's called I Dream of You is what it's called. And I think maybe it comes out next week. Like, oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. I am going to be adding that to my list. Yeah, and we'll we'll put it in the show Sounds notes, great. too, so people can find it. What about yeah. you, Sam? Do you have something that's bringing you joy? Yeah. I, I didn't until just now, um, but I was just thinking about things like that. And I love, uh, sometimes at night, not always, but I've had a lot of wonderful times with the kids at night, like bedtime and that kind of thing, and that's um, I've mentioned it elsewhere, a few places, but that's sort of where a lot of the stories that have um, that we've published have, have begun. Have been stories I've told my kids. So I've always done that kind of thing. I still do that from time to time, especially with my youngest. But um, lately, we have been enjoying together. Like the kids are really into poetry. I think they're doing a lot in school. Um, again, they're memorizing some funny stuff. Is that is that an Edward Lear poem that they're memorizing? The Adolphus one, the one of the kid that wouldn't eat soup. Or... Oh, oh no, it's not Edward Lear, but similar. Anyway, we we like the kids and, and our ten year old son. He is like he's very athletic. So we're, we're kind of we love sports. I think you got, don't you guys like sports too? Like you're a sports family and. So we like soccer, and he's like a. We love a lot of different sports, but he's a really um, big like soccer player, and so we really connect over that kind of stuff. But he's the least probably like, he's not. He's the least sort of like literarily inclined, or like he doesn't. He's not. Most of the other kids are like really voracious readers and really into it, and he's a little bit um, less so. Well, quite a bit less so. Anyway, but I, I, we've been connecting over poetry lately, and and our I have a friend who lives in in uh, Vancouver. His name is or the Vancouver area, and he his name is Ken Preby, and he just put out a book called uh, Gnomes of the Cheese Forest uh, and other mm-hmm. poems. And so it's a really it's kind of like um, Maurice uh, Sendak is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is or that, Shel Silverstein. Shel, oh, I'm sorry, I get those confused. Yeah, Shel Silverstein, the the guy who I look a lot like, <laughs> <laughs> but slightly less scary, I think. I hope. You know. <laughs> um, but he, he has poems kind of like that, like some basic kind of illustrations, but his are better than Shel Silverstein's. Like the illustrations are just re- really good, really inviting. And uh, he, and the, the poetry, some of it's really poignant, but there's also lots of just really funny ones, really silly ones, uh, silly rhymes. And there's a lot in there, like a whole lot. And the, there's one poem that's um, backwards. And so you have to hold it up to a mirror to read. Um, and there's one that's upside down and it's just fun. It's not like totally insane, but it's, um, it's fun and it's good, and our, and I've been enjoying that with my, our two youngest. So they go to bed a little bit earlier than the older kids, and so going up there with them and sort of snuggling with them and reading this really wonderful book that all three of us enjoy, um, and it's kind of hitting us at this really special time has been uh, has been really fun lately. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, we'll definitely have to put a link to that in the show notes as well, so that people can find it. And... Okay, actually, book. Do you want me to read that poem? Yeah. Okay. Are we going to start crying? I know. <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> okay. 
So, been, I've really been enjoying this. Gnomes of the Cheese Forest, another poem by Ken Preeby, and this is a poem called Remote Control. I wish you had a remote control so I could watch you frame by frame to turn you up, turn you down, or mute you when I want to, to fast forward you when I'm impatient, stop you when I've had enough, but mostly to pause you so you would never grow up or rewind you again and again and again. But my favorite button would be play. I love that so much. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. There's really funny ones in here, too. I'm going to pull Sarah McKenzie and order a book on the air. (laughs) I know. I might, too. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, here's one's really short. I'll read you a funny one just so you can get a flavor that it's not all crying. This one's called Medusa's Dilemma. And it's got this wonderful picture of uh, Medusa at a barber shop. <laughs> uh, Medusa has bad luck with barbers just from the snake bites alone. When she goes to pay at the end of her stay, the cashiers keep turning to stone. She's like, oh, there's, a, there's just a lot of little funny ones. Little cute ones. That's not even the funniest, but it's just, that's just one I found real quick. Anyway, well, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah. We'll definitely well, put that by the that. weekend. <laughs> Thank you, Amazon. How about you, Kate? What's bringing you joy right now? So I hope I didn't mention this last week. I I was going to, and then I don't remember what I actually said. But my husband all spring and summer has been working on a tree fort for our kids. And the railings went up. I mean, he's let them play on it as he's working, and they've been helping. It's been like an act of love when he has time off. And the railings officially went up. And so it's safe for them to be up all the time. Now we don't have our ladder built, but he has his ladder up for them. And we, at the same time, just happen to be reading on, listening to on Audible, Swallows and Amazons, which we just finished today. And the play that they have been having out there on that tree fort, reenacting Swallows and Amazons, has been so fun to watch and listen to that it just, just fills my bucket. I just love it. It's a really good book. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Goes along exactly with that poem, actually. That's how I've been feeling this week, watching them up there. (laughs) They're up there now. That's why we haven't had an interruption (laughs) for the first time ever, I think, in the history of podcasting. (laughs) What about you, Kara? Okay. So um, we moved into our new house yesterday, and we spent the night last night, and I have really really struggled with this move and I couldn't really figure out why. And so I don't know, I've been talking to you and our friend Mary from not before seven and our friend Alicia, um, from Alicia Hutchinson and a new podcast that she has over at Alicia's and learning well. And, um, and I've been talking to you guys and you said, you know, just the things that you need to do to make it feel like home and make it feel like yours. So like putting up twinkle lights and having candles and things like that. And so I am just really grateful this week because of all of you guys and you, Gina and you, Sam and meeting you guys, um, at conventions. And I love the internet because (laughs) seriously, Um, what homeschooling would have been like without it. Yeah. And just the, the, like what homeschooling has brought into my life as Mm -hmm. 
a mom? Like, I didn't think about that when we started out homeschooling our kids, but I just feel like it's given us the opportunity to meet some amazing, wonderful people. And I am just really, really grateful for that this week. And um, I've loved talking to you guys, Gina and Sam. This has been fantastic. Been so great. And, and fun. yeah, thank you so much. Um, I think a lot of moms are going to, uh, moms and dads are going to love this. And I think a few moms might pull their, pull their husbands in and say, Hey, um, you want to listen to this one with me? (laughs) 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 Maybe it can start those conversations that we talked about, you know, that it's so important to have. So yeah, just, just grateful for friends this week. Yeah. This was a really great episode. Yeah. Um, so we will have show notes, um, for everything we talked about, over at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And Sam and Gina Smith, thank you so much for your time and being such cool people and coming and talking to us today. And we'll also be sure to include all the places where we can find Sam online. If oh, yes. you want to share those now. Um, and I'll link to them all in the show notes too. Thank you guys. Thanks for having us. This was an enjoy. I enjoyed doing this with Gina. I don't get a chance to do these with her very much. And she, she was fantastic. <laughs> she was. She was amazing. Yes. <laughs> we knew she would be. <laughs> yep. No doubt. Mm-hmm. And where all can everyone find you, Sam? Oh, um, the easiest place is just sdsmith.net. But um, yeah, I've been trying to pay attention to the sort of the Instagram a little bit more. I, I like that. It feels like people enjoy that a little bit more than Facebook myself. And, and on there, I'm just SD smithereens, <laughs> SD smithereens. <laughs> um, and then, uh, on Facebook, it's as, uh, facebook.com slash SD Smith author. If you just kind of search the at SD Smith author, those are the, those are the three things I'm actually paying attention to sort of our website and, um, Facebook and, um, Instagram. Yeah. And you have a super fun newsletter that people need to sign up for because it makes me laugh every time. (laughs) Oh, good. Good. That is its sole objective. So I think um, we'll keep it up. Um, Yeah, it's, that's one, that one you can sign up for at uh, sdsmith.net slash update. Okay. I think. Yeah. And you can get a free, actually you can get a free right now um, before we change it, which we need to change it soon, but you can get a free like uh, ebook of the Black Star of Kingston, which is the, sort of the previous book to the, to the new one that's coming out. So might be a good time to, to sign up for that. I like that because I like being like, it's sort of in direct contact without the sort of middlemen of Mark Zuckerberg or whoever. <laughs> for the other like I like having a direct connection. Then people can say like, I like this or I don't and they can unsubscribe if they don't. And if they do, then you're right. You're connected. And so I enjoyed the, I enjoy the newsletter a lot. Perfect. Okay. Well, we will link to all those places. We will make sure that there's links to how people can get your newest book and we'll have everything over at the homeschool sisters.com. And thanks guys. Everybody have a good week. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next. So head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on ask us a question. We share posts over there too. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this, sister.